Welcome to Dear Graduate, the podcast where you start believing you don't have to choose between your work life and your life's work. I'm your host, Aisha Boydman. Dear Graduate is brought to you by Serve Here, a nonprofit mobilizing a generation of faith to be on mission where they'll work and live. The Serve Here program provides college students with internships, mentorship, community, and life-changing conversations. To learn more about the organization, visit servehere.org. Wherever you are today, we're here to tell you, dear graduate, everything is going to be okay. Hi, friends. It's a really sweet day today because I have a little bit of an announcement and celebration. I am officially stepping into the role of executive director at Serve Here. Some of you are very familiar with the organization and some of you aren't. So today, in celebration of me shaking in my boots, or really my slippers, let's be honest, I am sharing a story about Serve Here, and I'm going to talk a little bit about why it exists and how my work with the organization led me to this podcast. This is probably the only time I'll break this wall a little bit and speak exclusively about the organization, but I really believe in it. We want to grow and we want to impact lives, and we want to find those people out there in the world who are passionate with us, who want to partner with us in prayer, in mentorship, financially, and in changing the way we shepherd the next generation. I want to start with a coffee shop story where all good stories begin. I can't make this up. It's not just a beautiful moment where God showed up, but it's a reminder to me of why I do what I do and the impact that Serve Here is able to have with students through what God is doing. So I was interviewing a student last summer. It was her second interview, which means that that's when we meet face to face, um, And it was going pretty well for her. I was generally feeling really confident about her potentially being placed at one of our nonprofit partners. Um, But there was one question that she couldn't answer very clearly. And it wasn't a trick question. It's what do you want to do? How do you see yourself using your gifts for God? How do all of those little nuggets that God's given you come together in your future? And her answer, it's not that they were bad answers. It just didn't sound like her own voice. They sounded like practicality. They sounded like her parents. They sounded like her peers and potentially her teachers. And I just really pushed her on it. And I said, I don't think you're actually telling me what you want to do. Put practicality aside and money aside and just privately in this conversation between us, answer the question honestly. And she said, I want to advocate for people who can't advocate for themselves. She knew. She knew what she wanted to do. She just hadn't said that. And I I pointed to her and I said, that's it. I said, that's the most honest thing that you've said in this entire interview. Does it spell out the exact job she should apply for? No, of course not. But It's what she had been given, its direction, and it was enough to break the chains of all those other answers that she had given me. And do you know why she hadn't said it before this moment? Because she didn't know how it was possible. She 
actually could not picture the statement coming true, and so she didn't dare speak it. How could she use her education at UT, her gifts outside of her major, her past experiences, and this secret, very clear desire in her heart? I knew exactly in that moment that I needed to press in, and I told her, we cannot ignore those breadcrumbs. God has given them to us. It doesn't seem like much, and I know with anyone else in your life that they would ask you the follow-up question of, you know, okay, cool, but what do you want to do with that? But that is the answer. That's what she wants to do. She wants to advocate for people who can't advocate for themselves. I can think of a pretty important person that did just that. And I encourage her in that moment to let that be the starting point. Let that be the starting place and not the thing that she puts aside that will hopefully come together someday after figuring out what she's going to do with her career. I told her, I know everyone around you has your best interest at heart. They're rooting for you and they're wanting you to be taken care of. But the truth of the matter is that the one who takes care of you, the one who provides for you, the one that loves you the most is your heavenly father. He's placed something in your heart that seems impossible. And that's exactly what we want to chase because everything is possible with God. So I'm fired up talking to her, right? Even now, I can feel it just pouring out of me as I retell the story. I'm sitting in this coffee shop just preaching and like getting into it. And the whole time, I've been very aware of a woman sitting one table over from us. She's super cute, professional, heels, hair, all the things. Um, And I had thought the entire time we were probably annoying her so much. (laughs) So... I'm getting louder and louder and she stops typing and she turns to me and says, I just need you to stop right there. So obviously we can see where this is going. I honestly thought that she was going to ask us to keep it down. Um, But her eyes got really watery and she looked at the student I was interviewing and she said, I second everything she just said. Yeah. Yeah. And she starts telling us her story of how she was a great student and how she had big dreams, but she knew what her parents wanted her to do and they wanted her to go to medical school. She said, and I felt like if that's what they wanted me to do, then that must be the best way to steward my gifts. And so that's what I did. I went to medical school and I became a doctor and I had a very prestigious job and I did everything the right way. And somewhere in my heart, I knew I wasn't where I was supposed to be even still. And so it got to the point where her body started to eat away at itself. These are her words. This, you know, I don't know the whole story, but this is what she said to us. She said it literally took her body like rotting away and her being hospitalized to recognize that she was not where she was supposed to be and that she had listened to every other person's voice but God's. She said it took all of that to get to the point where the only voice that mattered to me was the voice of the Lord, the one who loved me the most. So the three of us are just shocked, strangers, sharing stories, knowing 
God was the reason that her computer died and that she had to come into this random coffee shop that she had never been to just for a few minutes to plug in her computer, send an email, hear us talking, and interject. And in that moment, I couldn't help but think that if Serve Here had existed, she might have had the courage and confidence to make a different post-grad decision. Not because there's anything wrong with medical school, but because it doesn't matter if in your, you're in the perfect job if it's not where you're supposed to be. So maybe she would have been encouraged to hear someone say that she didn't have to make that decision out of fear. That's exactly why Serve Here exists. Serve Here exists to encourage students and mobilize them to be obedient to God alone and to be able to stand on that foundation of faith with confidence. We know that a lot of students come into college. This is what we hear in every first interview. They say they went to church every Sunday growing up. Their parents knew Jesus, but their faith was never their own until they experienced the community they found in college. The ministries that we've made available on college campuses are amazing. They surround you with people who know Jesus. They give you the opportunity to disciple. They help you witness things in your own home with your own roommates who love Jesus, um, where you're leading Bible studies together and sharing the gospel and just falling in love with Jesus daily. And that is beautiful. Obviously, that's not everyone's story, but, you know, most people who are interested in being a part of Serve Here, um, this is a common story that we hear. What we're not preparing students for is what happens when that bubble goes away. When you're not constantly surrounded by believers and not everyone is making decisions that you understand and not everyone is driven by obedience, but they're driven by, you know, money or prestige or practicality or comfort, basically every other idol that exists. What happens in the heart of the student that experienced that is beautiful and it is so important, that bubble. But what they learned in college was to retreat back to the bubble when you're surrounded by people that you don't get. Like the bubble and the world are separate, that your education and the bubble are separate, that your career and the bubble are separate. If that were true, then the kingdom of heaven at hand would not be so. It's almost as if we're leaving college with the idea that a different set of rules applies. So because of that, our students are having a really hard time making faith-rooted career decisions because they feel like they have to choose between their work life and their life's work. And I do not believe this is true. We want to be a bridge for that. I think that the battle that's happening on college campuses is that when students reach graduation, they think that if they're not going into full-time ministry, then they're not going into ministry at all. And that's a lie. So what we're doing and what we're seeing happen every single semester is that we're taking students in and we're saying that experience you had in college in that bubble is so important and you needed that in college, but your experience in your classroom and the excitement you get when you see a spreadsheet and the way, you know, your professors paid attention because you viewed business with a really unique perspective and that really matters. And that volunteer experience that you had at that nonprofit helping sex trafficking victims or the homeless population, that come alive feeling that you had also really matters. So what we're doing is giving the students the experience where they get to pull all of the breadcrumbs together and ask a question of 
how can I steward all of this stuff, including my education, my passions, the little things that I know, um, the things that I want, but don't make sense. How can I steward all of those things to live out my purpose, to live a life of meaning and to live a life anchored in Christ? I can honestly say I've never heard of another organization doing what Serve Here is doing. It's a bridge that is not, doesn't exist. Though we take small class of students every semester, we're meeting all of the areas that could potentially be impactful for a student from their placement and internship to one-on-one mentorship with believers who are walking out their faith in completely different ways from each other to our community time together where we're diving into scripture and asking hard questions, giving each other the opportunity to ask those questions safely and to bring the questions to the Lord and to know that's okay. Um, To times with our guest speakers who aren't just local heroes, but who are paving the way for a new a new walk for a new generation of people to say, you know what? I'm really good at my job and I love Jesus and I love strategy. And this is how the Holy Spirit has just fallen into my lap time and time again. And over and over, I've seen the transformation that happens in our students. And if you know a Serve Here alumni, you have seen that transformation too. And if you've never heard of Serve Here, first of all, hi. <laughs> Welcome to a super fired up girl talking to herself in a closet. But also, I want you to know that we started this podcast because of you. Because while Serve Here is an incredible program, not everyone can be in it. We believe these stories, we believe in them, and we wanted to find a way to share them. And that's why we're here. That's why you're here. Moving forward, I just. I want to give students permission to not have a box around their journey that God is going to take them on in their career and their family and their faith and just give them the room that they need to be both practical and spiritual and Holy Spirit driven and joyful and know at the end of their life, I want each and every one of you to be able to say, I used it all. I used every bit of talent that I was given. If you're not in college, if you're, you know, beyond that season by a year or 45 years, how would your life be different if someone told you these things? What decisions might have been different if they weren't driven by fear? And how can you walk with a college student and help them discover their next faithful step? If you are in college, here's your little takeaway. You've got this. I'm like getting emotional even thinking of looking at you and saying this, but every single bit of gifting you see in yourself is purposeful and it's meant to be used. Be patient in your search. It might not be your first or second or fifth job that starts making sense, but it is all on purpose and you don't have to control what that purpose is. But I genuinely from the other side of the country or the state or the city, wherever you are, I want you to hear me say, I cannot wait to see what that purpose is for you. I'm really, really grateful for this platform and for you trusting me with your time. I hope that, I don't know, you you are able to kind of carry that story with you and um, ponder it for a bit and talk about it. And, um, I just hope that it blessed you and you could take that with you. 
this week. So thanks again for listening. Bye, friends. I really hope you enjoyed today's show. If you did, leave us a review and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Our music is by our dear friend, Brian Phillips. As always, I'm signing off with this reminder. Dear graduate, I'm proud of you. I believe in you. Your gifts are on purpose and everything is going to be okay. Bye, y'all.